I think the three of us having shared like an hour with each other and then pulling this exact thing Mm -hmm. is so hopeful for where we're going and where we're moving. Yeah. I think anybody who's listening should feel like it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to be great. Like the other side of this is reward. Yeah. Reward for having gone through this really tough thing together. Welcome to another episode of As Woo Woo As You Want (laughs) with Uh, Celine and Jeremiah and and Jacqueline. She's in the house, but not really her own house. (laughs) (laughs) We're all in our own houses. This is as woo as you want Corona quarantine edition. Yeah, we're all very isolated at the moment, but it's nice to see your beautiful faces. Yes. So I'm currently in my kitchen. I'm in my like dining room, living room, house, apartment. (laughs) Same. (laughs) It's all one room here. Yeah. So I'm at my my home office slash living room slash dining table slash, you know, living space. Oh, yes. Oops. Yeah. Um, and here we are. Here we are in <laughs> wild times, unprecedented times, and... I mean, I think we should just dive into addressing the elephant or the little alien in the room, COVID 2020, right? Yes. Yeah. It's just disrupted all of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's caused so, a lot of chaos. Yeah. A lot of fear, a lot of anxieties. Um, I have all of them. Jared and I have been talking about it a bunch. And I allowed us to do this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do want to preface that Jacqueline is here because we're going to dive into tarot. Yes. So that was our initial plan <laughs> before yeah, all this so went wi- down. A while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this episode will still be a tarot episode, but clearly things have transpired. <laughs> so um yeah i mean celine you want to dive in you want me to dive in or i mean you know i i have been i i was up until now like really really resistant to talk about this um in like a woo-ish way because i just i i had such a hard time wrapping my head around all this shit and like what it meant, what it means, how you can be sort of in the idea of like conscious creator, a willing participant in your reality when your reality is a global pandemic. And I actually just didn't know how to talk about it because I was really, and I still am really scared and freaked out. Like 
you know, the realities of not being able to work for, I don't know how long people being sick, family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you know, a shift of consciousness has been in the cards for like millenniums and it's too bad that the shift is shitty (laughs) and it's kind of scary, but I feel, I feel a little bit more grounded about it today than before. Yeah. I think what's nice about doing this episode. So for everyone, we'll be releasing this in like a couple days. It's Sunday. What day is it? Mar- <laughs> it is it's Sunday, Sunday, right? <laughs> it's, it's Sunday, March 29th day. Yeah. It's just day. Um, <laughs> But uh, so so what's nice about doing this episode now is it's been about at least yeah, at least two, if not three weeks for people in the New York area who've been quarantined. And so, you know, when this stuff first started to escalate, um, like you're kind of saying, Celine, like I think everyone's trying to wrap their heads around it and um the benefit I think of being a, a few weeks into it now is I think their, their perspective is starting to settle. Like you said, like you're feeling a little bit more grounded and it's like, we have a, maybe not a clear idea of what's going on, but at least it's a little, the new normal is something we can reflect on with a little bit more clarity than I think if we had recorded this like two or three weeks ago or like shit was just right. The fan. Yeah. Right. Um, We're more used to being, Like, I think the shock of being in your house and not really allowed to go anywhere or see anybody has, like, seeped in a little bit. So it's, you know, we're all used to, like, Zooms and, like, FaceTimes and Which is what we're doing right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah. I, I definitely have a lot of thoughts about what's currently happening. Um I think the the biggest thing is like I would l- like to invite everyone listening right now just to take a few breaths. Mm-hmm. Um And just like find your center. Release your sphincter. Release the tension in your face. And like, we're all here. We're here right now. And um, that, for me, this whole experience, it's going to sound kind of fucked up because I know there's been a lot of pain and and death in the world from what's occurring. Um, there's the other side of all this is that it's causing people to go in, in this way. That's like, you're literally being forced to go inside. And there's something about that. That's really precious. And I know it's very hard because it's very different for a lot of people, but if you can find the quiet on the inside, I think there's a true gift from this experience that we can't all glean. 
Um, it's not easy to get to. It's quite difficult um, and painful for people. But this kind of pressure and this kind of intensity is what births new realities. And we're all witness to that right now. Yeah. I mean, I think what's been really interesting for me is like swimming through the realities of my like emotions and dealing with the fear and how that comes out. And I did this like really great, um, free guided breathwork class with Aaron Telford, Aaron Telford. Yeah. Um, and that was awesome, you know, like hysterically crying and then you feel really relaxed at the end. And I think what's interesting is like, it's sort of, it's what's happened is totally changing our sense of security and structures that we think are outside of us and what makes us feel safe. Like our government makes us safe, a structure, our routine. And now like none of that's real. Yeah. And so it's making you be like, I have to feel, I have to be my own safety. I have to trust myself. I have to know that I am my home, my safety net. Like, and there's great, great power in that. And that can be really transformational, but I think you have to work through all of this stuff. You got to like scream into pillows. You have to cry in the shower. You have to like, I don't know. We did a, I did this like also yoga class. And in the middle of it, they were like, get up and like take your yoga mat and like throw it around, hit the floor, like move that stagnation around. And, you know, this is a really transformational time for all of us as a society. And you either tag in or you don't. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what's wild. Here's the thing for me. Um, it's more about like, I think for the first week of this or even leading up to this was yeah. like so much of people, including myself, but especially myself, is just trying to control everything. Like exactly. what can I control? Right. Yes, yes. So then like a week into this, it's like all this fear and anxiety sitting, setting in. And it's like more you want to try to control it even more than you were before. And I think I'm at this point right now where I'm realizing, like, I need to just surrender to the whole thing, like yeah. surrender my fears, surrender to the things I can't control, like just tap into myself, enjoy the time that I'm not working. I'm always so stressed <laughs> out at work. And now yeah. I'm not I'm not really working. Um, the future is uncertain. I can't control what's going to come to me. So it's just like. You know, I'm saying this right now, but I'm actively trying to practice it. It's not yeah. really working, but the thing that I keep telling myself is just surrender to it. Like you just really have to let go. You know, we're all in it together. It's not just you yeah. that's like going through this thing. It's like everybody is. So like lean on your friends for support. Talk things out. Like I think this show is like you two talking about things. Like I'm already sitting here like so glad that I'm getting the first, like the first go at this with you guys. <laughs> this is so, truly well, it's like, it's therapeutic. You need to get out everything. I also think it's like on the flip side of it all, when you walk through all that, like shit and fear and worry, like it's so liberating. It really You're is. just like, boom, here I am. Like, you know, the future was never certain even before this, exactly. you know? Like we just, 
it's just changed our perspective on, you know, how we view the whole world. It's really wild. We're all being forced to look at the way that we've been doing things collectively, you know, not just individually, like we're probably all doing that also, but like collectively as a society. And that's, what's so interesting to me right now is I don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to take a massive shift. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. So astrologically, the biggest thing that's been happening for the past five years since 2016, uh, and I highly recommend if people want to get like a really deep dive into what's going on, Tosha did a 2020 astrological class um, at the end of 2019. It's four parts plus a coconut ceremony. It's very long and it's really, really excellent. I mean, she didn't predict this, but it's it totally is aligned with astrology, which is the Pluto-Saturn conjunction. So yes. That's like it. And so for people for people who don't Sorry. know, um, Pluto is the planet of death and rebirth. Pluto is Kali. And, trans- and transformation. And transformation, exactly. Saturn is structure, time, yeah. like literally like rules, rules, like everything. And Pluto is basically like literally a wrecking ball and is hitting Saturn and shaking out every system that's not going to be able to sustain her pressure. And so that's what's happening right now is these systems are being challenged. Everything's being challenged. Our environment, our government, you know, our economy, all of it is being challenged right now. And we're going to find out what's actually sustainable and what's not sustainable. That was Uh the first thing I wanted to say. And then the second thing, um, was, uh, Celine to your point about like people embracing their power. Um, I highly recommend there was a post by, um, a healer named Matt Kahn. He lives out in, I think Seattle or the Pacific Northwest. Um, we'll link this And he wrote a really beautiful um, essay on this where it's not a coincidence that it's called the coronavirus. Corona means crown. And where it affects your body is in the solar plexus. What does that mean? This is all related to your own power and owning your own, literally putting on your crown and getting back in touch with your power center, your solar plexus. Um, That was my... Second point. My third point <laughs> was to to Jacqueline what you said earlier about like this, you know, when it first started, there was this like feeling of like I need to control what's happening and you're you're realizing you're you're not in control. And then it just got deeper, <laughs> right? And then like now you're in a state of like, holy shit, I'm like learning surrender. And like that's what I feel like I've been talking about for a while, where it's like It's one thing to say, oh, surrender, just let go, you know, like offer it. Just it's okay. It's another thing to fucking live it. It's really fucking painful. It's very fucking scary because that's when you really confront the fact that you are not in control. Yeah, it's so true. Right. But I mean, I also feel like, but the flip side of that is that you can control how you feel. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And that's what I think hopefully everyone will like get to like controlling how they feel about it. But 
I also think it's totally fair to just like freak out, you know, and like totally. be in, you can be in fear because the reality is, is like we live in a third dimensional world where there is bad and there's good if we just want to be black and white about it. And you have to honor all of it. You have to honor your fear and your disappointment or your embarrassment or whatever it is, uh, your, your lack, you know, and I think like invite everybody to sit with you, but then realize, I don't know, there's something very powerful about what's happening when you get to just sit and surrender with your emotions. It's like, kind it's, of all cool. part of the process, you know, yeah. it's part of the process to feel all of that, like anxiety and pain and not beat yourself up about it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, don't be you like, know, oh, it's not a big deal. You should no feel shame. it. It's that's the part of the process of like, getting it out, bringing it to the surface, looking at it, examining it. Why do you feel that way? How do you change that feeling? Yeah. Yeah. I also think in, um, in traditional Chinese medicine, your lungs, um, if you, if you practice five element, so that associates an, uh, emotion with an organ and it's quite brilliant in this really fucked up way, but you know, your lungs are related to grief and fear and death. And so there's this virus that's attacking your lung system, which is totally related to your fears, maybe about death or whatever, or grief. And so, you know, it's a really well thought out, (laughs) that sounds really, really fucked up, but like, it's a well thought out virus. Like we co-created as a total global system, this very meticulous virus that, you know, if you think about it on an energetic level, attacks what you fear the most. And and then China's doing all this stuff with traditional Chinese herbal medicine now to treat all these, um, you know, people who have the virus and it's really effective. So that's another side point that's pretty interesting to bring up, but Yeah. And I think if people are, you know, I think it's also related to like the political unrest going on there. Um, And I, I think if anyone's like really wants to deep dive into um, kind of the spiritual aspect of um, pandemics and social unrest and um, mass events, check out Seth's book, uh, Mass Events. It's it was funny because I was I was actually thinking about it. I think yesterday or today. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that I, you know, Celine, that you had that copy that I borrowed and I read no. it a few months ago. Like, that gave no. me such perspective on what's occurring right now. Um, so, I it's a, a highly recommended read. I think there's there's a ton in there that is super super apropos for what's happening right now. Yeah, I mean for sure, but. I think that like you have to find whatever makes you feel okay right now. If it, if you need to feel like you want to read stuff about the nature of consciousness and epidemics and how that works as a global group, sure. Yeah. But if you need to like, you know, journal or paint skeletons or cry or, you know, watch bad TV, yes, also that. So, I think it just depends where you're at. I, like, I wasn't yeah. super psyched on reading Seth right now. <laughs> I well, wasn't like sick. Okay, here we go. Well, I, I was more like, no, thanks. I, I love that. Cause like, I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people listening right now, like 
I, I, I'm on like multiple text chains with like different groups of friends, you know, like yeah. we're all checking in with each other every day, which is beautiful. And I'm so grateful for all of you. Um, and you know, one text chain, it was so fascinating because, um, there's like a, a few people in the text chain who are like, just putting a lot of information into the text chain and mm -hmm. other people are like, no, 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 like it's too much. It's too much. And they're like, no, like me knowing what's going on comforts me. Yeah, and other people exactly. are being like, I don't want to know you're like triggering me and making me terrified. And so it was exactly. just so fascinating how like we're all seeing how like one person's yuck is another person's yum. And like people are so different. Right, and I like, love that yuck is yum. Excuse I me, <laughs> I, I did not originate that. I think I think it was. It's great. It's yeah. great, but it's so true, yeah. you know. And like, I, it's it's always hard to have perspective that's like beneficial when you're deep in your fear, right? Like taking a step back is always easier. And so I think that's why it's good to do the podcast now, even though in New York, apparently in the next week or two, we're like peaking in all this shit. So, I mean, honestly, I haven't really read the news at all. Yeah, that's my, that's, that's the route I've been taking, to be honest. Like I've just been getting texts from people that don't live in New York, like my cousins, my family's friends, like everybody texting me and telling me how bad it is and asking and I'm like, if I'm okay. Ugh. And I'm sort of like, what are, what's on the news? Yeah. Like, what are you guys seeing? Is it dire? Like, I'm okay in my apartment. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I've been getting that too. It's interesting for me personally, you know, I mean, I, we talked about this, like, you know, a few podcasts ago, I, I probably have said it, it keeps coming up, but like for me, the media is, uh, for me, it's very unhealthy. Um, I, f I find it more poisonous than any actual physical fucking virus. That, that's like my, my take on it is like the fear pandemic is more, uh, um, what do you call it? Dangerous and harmful than the actual physical virus. That's the way I look at it, but I know that's just me. Um, yeah. So I've been, I've been limiting my exposure to it. Obviously staying informed. I look at the CDC right. website and all that stuff, sure. but like I, to a certain point, like what is this, is it useful? Like for me, it's not useful. It's just, it's just an anxiety building. So. I mean, I have a friend who like knows all the facts yeah. and I'm like, how do you know this? And you're not like freaked out. And she's like, it just makes me feel better to know all the things. And I'm like, I respect you. I support you. Not me. No, <laughs> thank you. I'm the same way. Same um, way. Yeah. But I would suggest like, if you're feeling super anxious and just like totally out of your body, like just sit in your body. Like that's your number one team. Like be with your, be with your breath. Like look outside, water a plant. Like we're going to get through this. It's just going to be fucking weird. <laughs> it's going to be weird. And what I love about it is like, I think I'd already said it, but like it's, it's forcing you to be present. Yeah. All we have is the moment. Like all we have is the now it's it, like ultimate, ultimate, ultimate practice what you preach moment. For and, me. and, and like realizing how important and beautiful your relationships are with other people. Like for me, this is, it's a gift. I, I know, I know people are going through such pain and fear, but I, I think personally, because of my journey, like 
I feel like I've been dealing with all that shit. And now I feel like everyone else is dealing with it. And I'm like, oh man, like, and I'm not saying like I'm better or worse, like I'm ahead of you or anything like that. It's just like I was dealing with my own shit at an earlier part of this journey. And now like everyone else is experiencing a lot of like death anxiety, money anxiety, like all that shit. Um, it's once you go through this period, you're going to come out the other side so much stronger with such a like deeper perspective and gratitude and awareness of presence. Right. Um, and, yeah. and I, I really think it's, it's such a gift. It really is such a gift. And like, um, if you can look at it that way, that's like, uh, you know, Tosha talks about this a lot with like Kali, like, you know, you can, you can look at Kali, the, this God of death and rebirth, who, if you, you know, Google an image of Kali, it's terrifying. She has like severed heads on, you know, as a belt and like there's blood well, yeah. coming out of her mouth. It's just destruction and death. You can look at that with fear or you can lean into it. Right. But I also think like you got to, yeah, of course, all of this is true, but it also is, it sucks. <laughs> you know, like this sucks. This is like, yeah. it is a gift. It is a time to really revamp, rework ourselves. But like, I think it's totally fine to also be like, this is our global consciousness is suffering a bunch. But I also, it's interesting to think if you think of like a blueprint, right? Like, I talk about that a little bit. You know, we have these like blueprints of our kind of experiences that are kind of solidified before we like incarnate into physicalness. And to think that every single person here has said, okay, we're going to go through this huge pandemic together and it's going to be for this expansion. And there is death in expansion and fear in expansion. Um, that's pretty cool. And we should be pretty like, okay, like, we're on the cutting edge. Yeah. If you're feeling cutting edge. Yeah. If you're feeling like overwhelmed, know that you were born for this. Like here we go. You are here. Like everything that you need is at your fingertips. Everything. There's so much beautiful stuff coming out. You know, Celine, you were saying earlier about that breath work. There's so many like free yoga classes and breath work and like all these beautiful modalities. Like I, I'm definitely linking, uh, Celine shared, um, Peter Dedman, who's like an amazing acupuncture and Qigong. Uh, yeah. He's, he's ri- he wrote all my textbooks. He has an amazing 20 minute Qigong practice that I was like, I've, I knew Qigong, but when I practiced it, I was like, Oh my God, this is such a beautiful modality. It's like so I, nice. I want to so dive gentle. in and it's like yeah. totally free. Um, so th- <laughs> yeah. So people are just doing amazing, beautiful work right now. Um, and you know, if you're feeling afraid, if you're feeling worried, just like know that there's so many other people in your shoes and like, we're all here together and we, you know, we love you. And there's like, again, there's like this really weird dynamic of like individual collective thing happening, yeah. right? Like we have to be quarantined because of the collective and it's like you taking care of yourself like helps take care of other people and it's like so tangible powerful Powerful, here's like the mind-blowing thing about what you guys are saying is that like 
throughout our lives, right? Each one of us individually goes through this same type of emotion, right? Like Mm -hmm. whether we've lost a loved one or something massive changes in our life, or we have a health scare or something does actually happen, whatever that is, we go through this exact emotional process, but we're alone when we're doing it. We're having to deal with it ourselves. So it's was to your point, Jared, like what's beautiful about this is that we actually are all going through this together, together. Which, yeah. which when will that ever happen? Like even generations before us haven't gone through something this major together. And it's not just the U.S. It's the entire globe. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all of humanity. It's and wild. There's it's a wild. little bit of comfort in the fact that like it's not just you having to deal with this thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like literally everybody. So everybody actually understands it at any level. Yeah. Any level in your spirituality and, and how you think. It's like everybody is experiencing it. Yeah. You could call totally. anybody and be like, anybody, what's up? And they'd be like, I don't know. What's, you know, like... <laughs> It's I mean, that's, going that's what's beautiful kind of about the whole thing. I mean, I don't think it's something any of us ever wanted, but right. you know, it's the same thing as anything individually in your life that's pushing you along in your journey. It just happens to be that this one is everyone. Yeah. I love I it. Mean, yeah. Listen, maybe May the spaceships are going to land. <laughs> <laughs> I did wait. I, oh I, my I, gosh, I, we need to dive into that. I, I do love that, like, you know, when this first all like went down, you know, Selena and I, we were like chatting here and there, and you were really having a difficult time. And oh, so hard for I, me. I thought it was so beautiful how you were like, you you took this permission slip of like, maybe the virus is an alien. And like, <laughs> it just. I it helped me so much. It helped you so much. It was so awesome. I think you were telling everybody that. I think I did because, because I was, heard that from you also. It was much it was much easier for me to think of it as like a little alien invasion than yeah. this virus that's killing all these people. And I was like, well, see, I don't know, for some reason that just floated for me easier, you yeah. know? I still kind of think of it like that. I love it. Um, um okay should we talk about something distracting from this <laughs> so yeah so i think like everyone feel feel good i feel good i've said a lot of weird stuff but i feel fine yeah um yeah i think you know we, we had to talk about this there's no way we weren't going to talk about it um if people are interested we just we laid out a ton of information for you yeah check it out um we'll we'll link everything so you can dive deeper. Um, and I, I think the biggest thing is maybe we'll do it at the end of this, but we'll do some, some breathing exercise or something, but there's so much stuff about the coronavirus. We are now going to take the rest of this episode as an opportunity to not talk about the coronavirus. Yeah. And we are going to dive into. Um, so actually what's really interesting about this is that Jer and I were so gung ho on having Jackie as our first guest. Remember this many, many moons ago and it just like didn't work out. And so now this is full circle. Well, actually it's a funny story of how it didn't work out. And I think I've told you both this, um, but it was probably about a year ago, right? That you guys first started the podcast. Um, first of all, super honored you wanted me to be your first guest. <laughs> yeah. We did. We did. I was did, like, I was immediately like the inside of me and my my own like 
uh, I don't know, my own insecurity was like, um, why? <laughs> like, why um, do you want me on? Because you um, know so much about tarot in a really cool way that's not annoying. That's why. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I'm, listen, I'm not an expert. I know, but means. whatever. In my head, you kind of are. Okay. Well, that's nice. You're welcome. Um, yeah. So I think that, um, I was just super honored that you guys wanted me on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we scheduled something and the day that we were supposed to all meet up in the studio, um, I had probably the worst panic attack of my entire life. Um, and it felt so real and I felt like I could like work through it and just go there. But you know, my, my mind wasn't in it. Um, long story short, the reason I had the panic attack was I had a bit of a health scare, um, which kind of put me in this like spiral. Anyway, this relates to tarot because every time I'm like sort of feeling like something in life, like I need some guidance on, or, you know, I'm feeling a little bit off. Like I want to maybe ask a question and get like a little bit of guidance on. So probably about like two weeks before that happened, um, I pulled a card and it was the tower. <gasps> which, yeah, which I think anybody who's probably listening knows a little bit about tarot. And the tower is obviously like a, a major arcana card, which is, you know, a, a big theme in life is happening. So it's basically the shaking up of foundation. It's kind of like what's happening right now. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like you thought you had this like insane foundation where you were standing on it and you're proud. But like, if you look at the card, it gets struck by lightning, just suddenly everything changes. And so seeing that card, I always like sort of had this fear of it and I saw it and I think subconsciously when I started not feeling good, I had that in my head and I was heightened. Yeah. So anyway, we, we canceled. Yeah. yeah. And we here we are. Here we are a year later. Yeah. So in another, te- in another, in another tower. tower moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, now, we're, so now we're doing it. Handle this one. Yeah. We're like doing the podcast in the tower. <laughs> it's a, yeah, exactly. the, light, the lightning yeah. is like striking us. And we're like, yeah. Um, well, I always... I mean, we usually have, whenever we have someone on and they're talking about this certain modality or their certain like area of interest, we usually just ask like, well, how did you like dip the toe? How did you get started with, how is tarot, how did it come about in your life for you? Yeah. So I think that my entire life, I was always like really attracted to like sort of these like these things that people told me like weren't the the traditional stuff. Like I always kind of like wanted that, you know, right. like I didn't want to go to a traditional church. I wanted to find some other way to like, you know, give me meaning. Mm-hmm. Why am I here? That kind of thing. Answer those questions because, you know, growing up, um, I grew up like in a Catholic household. I mean, we weren't strict or anything, but I think I always just challenged it. I was yeah. just like, I don't believe this. Like I need some sort of proof. Like there was no method to the mayhem. It was like, just it's there in the Bible and you have to believe it. And I'm like, but why? Like, I always just was always challenging things. Like looking back at it, I'm just, I think maybe it's part of my personality to always ask why, but like, I was just like, no, I, I'm not going to just believe something based on like a story somebody wrote in a book. Like I want I want like structure. I want like, I want like a story. I want something to show me the meaning. 
Right. So, I mean, as that, as a foundation of that, like growing up, I sort of, I got into astrology before it was popular. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wait, at what age? Probably like, I don't know, end of high school, beginning of college. Okay. I got really interested in it. Um, but again, it wasn't like really popular. So like you couldn't just find things like you can now. So it was like a little bit harder, like gain the knowledge, but you know, I think the whole thing is like a bit selfish. Like I just wanted to know why I am the way I am. You know, it wasn't about anything other than that. It was really just trying to figure myself out, you know, like anybody does at like a young age. Um, but for me, what, what tarot really came in, um, I, I got really into astrology when I moved to New York. Uh, I had a roommate in Chinatown, like a random roommate who um, introduced me to Susan Miller. Oh, wow. Susan Miller. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you don't know Susan Miller? And I was like, oh, my God, I love astrology. Tell me. So it's like every month we would like wait for the Susan Miller to come out. Um, so then like, you know, flash forward maybe a couple of years, um, I was just going through a really hard time in life. Uh, I was going through a really hard breakup. Um, I felt like who I was was really changing, but I didn't know really how to deal with it. And I didn't know why it was happening. And I wanted to just stop being a victim, like in my own situations. And I was just like, I need to just know what I'm doing. Like, how can I change this? I, how can I be more aware of what I'm doing? Who am I? Like, I was just like a lost being. Um, and it, one of my best friends still now to this day, he, um, he reads tarot. Uh, and I call him a bit of a witch. He's, he's like so intuitive. He has like a lot of medium type qualities. He's just like, he's been like a savior to me in my life. Like talk about a soulmate. This, this friend has just been like everything to me. So anyway, he, um, he said to me one day, I was like, kind of like just crying to him about my situation. And he said, you know, I read tarot cards. Why don't you let me do a reading for you? And I was kind of like, Oh, I don't know anything about tarot. Like I will do anything. Teach me. Yeah. So I went to his house, he pulled cards for me, and I will never forget that reading. Like, I know every single card that got pulled because as he was talking through it, I was just like, finally, finally, I found something that speaks to me and that can help me. Like, Mm -hmm. it gave me so much power. Wow. I was like, wow, now I actually see my story, like, as a visual thing, and I can, I can move on from here. Like I can move forward. Like I can actually, and and that's where it all started. And then I got, I mean, like deep dive into anything I could find. And, you know, my friend who introduced me to tarot, he introduced me to many other things. So I got really into past life regressions, um, super into astrology again, like deeper dive into birth charts and all that kinds of anything I could find. I was just like, <laughs> this is yeah. my thing. This is like, I love this. Yeah. And it was kind of like, you know, and then the past couple of, this was like probably about 10 years ago. Um, and now, I mean, everything's blown up, like to a degree that you kind of have to like sift through things to know what, what's good and what's bad to like listen to. But the beauty of it is of its popularity 
um, which is sort of annoying sometimes is that now everybody has access to it. Yeah. So we're all learning and growing in this way that I think we never were able to through like traditional methods. And it's, I mean, it's changed. It totally changed my perspective. Yeah. You know, so that's interesting. You know, I, I, it's like a permission slip, you know, Bashar talks about permission slips sometimes. Right. And so we find the things that allow us to find our like structure and the nature of what we need to see. And the cool thing about tarot is it's so, it's so structured, right? Like, Oh, it's so, it's so visual. It's so structured. Yeah. Uh, There's meaning, there's multi meaning. So it's like multi-dimensional. Every card has like so much in it to absorb. Right. Yeah. I know. I love, I love how the, the, this experience of like seeing the, the spread of cards visually in front of you, how that symbolically almost freed you, you know, oh, like yeah. that's such a beautiful kind of representation of like the power of it. Right. Like, Oh yeah. Just having, yeah like symbols and their strength are, it's just so, so deep, you know, like that's the same with like dreams. It, 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 it's, it, it, you, you go into a place of the ineffable, right? Like, mm-hmm. so yeah. I, love I mean, it. here's the thing. It's like, we're all, you know, like a lot of people, like some people are like, Oh, Jacqueline, you're so good at giving advice. It's like, but I'm so blind to my own problems. And I think everybody's like that. <laughs> yeah. What's beautiful about tarot though, is that, you know, when you are blind to your own problems, they, it's laid out for you, mm. you know? And it's like that you can act, you have this, like what you're saying, you have this like vision into your subconscious that you're not even aware of. And it just gives you perspective that you hadn't considered. You hadn't yeah. even considered it. And in, in your, when you're in your own head, like it's, everything's too close to you. So it's blurry, you know, you need to take a step away and then you see the spread and you're like, Oh wow! Like I see the connections now. Yeah, those, those were never connections I saw before. It's also yeah. it's just thinking about it in terms of the times we're living in right now. Like it's such a great modality because you could do it on your own. You could do it in quarantine. You don't yeah. need anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and it's pretty easy to learn too. So if like you've never picked up a deck in your whole life, like it's pretty simple the way that it's laid out. I mean, there's there's deeper levels which even I, I don't really truly understand, but um, you can get like a baseline, like understanding of it and just do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll never forget. I think, you know what it was, Celine was your birthday party last year. I think Jackie, we, we pulled out the tarot deck and we were like, playing oh, around my goth, and then, my gothic birthday, my gothic yeah. birthday and, then, yes. and then, and then Jackie was like, Oh, Tara, let me, let me do it. And Jackie, you started reading everyone's cards and I was like, who yeah. are you? What? Like I It was like it it's was, like a sleeper cell woke up. But, I was like, "What?" The, but the brilliance of your reading cuz I've had tarot read to me before and usually it's they just kind of I mean everyone's different obviously, but for the most part people um when they read your tarot, they're not really explaining the cards. But what I loved about that experience was like we were sitting across from you at Celine's like living room area and like you would point the cards to us and explain 
you know, you would say like what it represents and then explain like why it represents this thing pointing out like, and, and I'd love for you to dive deeper into it, but just like the number system, how things go from one to 10, like the image, like really take a look at like what's happening in the image. Like what's the significance of that? All the different suits. Like I had no idea any of that stuff. And I learned so much literally just from like one experience with you. It was, it was so awesome. Yeah. But I'm also going to just throw this out there that like, sure, everybody can like learn how to do it. But Jackie, just accept this compliment. Like, I think you have a gift at explaining and reading because like, you know, you could get a death card and someone's like, it's death and you're, you know, but like, but you can interpret it and spin it in the way that makes sense for the person that's in front of you. And like, I think that is not, not everybody can do that. Yes. No. That's 100%. a gift. That's yeah. a gift. So oh, thank you. You're Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. But just like, I, th I think actually the problem with, um, tarot cards in general is that there's like a lot of stigma attached to them. Right. And it's part of the stigma is that like, you have to be a special person to be able to read them, mm. you know? So like, Jared, like you're talking about experience, maybe you got your cards read before the people that are making money off, which it's fine. You sh if you, people need help and you need to make money off it, fine. I'm not saying anything about that, but if somebody's like making money off of it, they want to kind of keep you in the dark a little bit about what everything means. So you keep coming back to them because as soon as you kind of learn to do it for yourself, it, it, it you know, like they don't need the reader anymore. Right. And what, right. I, what I'm doing, obviously, like in a place is like I'm showing you how I learned how to read them and explaining every single piece of it so that like you understand, like I'm not just like off the cuff, like some sort yeah. of like mystic that's like, I know everything because of these cards. I mean, they, you can dissect them yourselves. Like yeah. it's that easy. Can you, um, can we do like a little like primer just because I know probably a lot of people listening know tarot, but I know, you know, like there's, there are going to be people who like don't really know. They're just like, these are these wacky cards. Like, can you just tell us about, you know, the different decks and everything a little bit? Yeah. So, well, one, there's like lots of decks out okay. there. They're all structured kind of the same way, but, um, of course they all have different pictures, which to me is really important. I'm super visual. So that's very important to me. A lot of the cards too also have, um, they're called different things. Like, you know, for example, the death card, I have a deck in traditional, it's called the death card. I have a deck that calls it transformation mm -hmm. and I like that word better. So I tend to use that deck more. So I think it's important to find a deck that speaks to you visually or emotionally or whatever it is. Um, but do you want just sort of like a baseline breakdown yeah. of like yeah. the organization? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it is sort of simple. If you think of like your life as a journey, right? Highs, lows, your peaks, valleys, the whole thing. That's sort of how the deck is completely set up. It's the way you should always read your tarot cards is like, find the story in them. There is a story. They're telling you a story. So there's major arcana cards and minor. The majors are the ones to pay attention to. They're like, you know, your major life themes in the story of your life. You know, so these are the things that are spiritually something that you are maybe working on your entire life and you never truly overcome them. They're things that just keep coming up in every circumstance. You're working on moving past this 
understanding it. So like these cards are these giant themes, like these are the ones to pay attention to or the majors, mm-hmm. the minors, which are broken up into four categories. Those are sort of like, they speak to like your daily life stuff. So your reactions to certain situations. And a lot of times they're like the little players, like supporting players to these like majors. Mm-hmm. So like the little supporting players to the themes. So in any, in any case, if you don't know anything about it, just know that when the majors come up, like really pay attention to those ones. And then the, the minor ones are sort of these little supporting players that can kind of guide you on um, like your daily stuff and how you're reacting to things. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So the, the minor, I mean, that's how I always like to think of it. Um, and then the minor are divided into, um, like if you have a deck of cards, it's like four suits. Right. So basically right. there's just four different categories. Um, and of course, like I love astrology. So I relate these a lot back to astrology. So, um, wands are one and they're sort of like, in astrology, they would be like your fire, right? So wands are like active cards. They're like, they're like action, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. They're like what, um, if you had asked yourself a question, it's like, what energizes you? What inspires you? What pushes you to like get dressed in the morning, which none of us are doing now and like <laughs> get out in the world and like do things, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, it's fire. And if you think of the Aries people, you know, or the Leos, you know, like that's what wands are, you know, they're cool. charismatic as fire. I love that. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, pentacles is your material cards. So that's related to, uh, earth. So any materialistic possessions, foundations, like building strong foundations, um, career, business, material stuff, um, your home, your car, you know, any of that stuff that gives you this like structure, okay. uh, you know, which is like Taurus, like myself, um, anybody, well, caps too. You guys are yeah. earth, aren't you? Uh, not, oh Jair's no, it's not chairs and earth. Me? No, I'm, I'm air, air, air. 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 Yeah. We'll get to air. <laughs> I'm just, just air. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's pentacles. Uh, and then cups are water. Ooh. So yes. Yeah, so cups are all about emotions. Um, and anytime you have cups in a reading and if you have a lot of cups, it's, it's really whatever problem you're facing or whatever thing in your life is like very emotionally driven. You're thinking with your heart, not your head. Mm. 100% heart, 100% intuition, how you feel. You think of like water signs, right? Like cancers or Pisces, Scorpio, such like deep, deep feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, and also when you look at the cup cards, it's like the cup is just the container for the the thing that it is, it's kind of like, you know, your body is just a container for your intuition, your consciousness, your feeling, that kind of thing. I mean, I always get cups, so I know a lot about cups. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the last one, which one is the one we didn't hit? Um, Air. Swords. Of course. So swords, um, if you just think about what a sword is, it's like, it's a weapon, right? Something that can do a lot of destruction, but it also yields like a lot of power, gives people power. Um, I always get swords. That's thought. 
It's you're in your head. You're in your mind. I know. I know. Swords I are there all about mental conflicts. Um, yeah, you just can't get out of your head. It's, so it's an air sign, obviously. You know, like Gemini is like Jerry or Gemini, right? Like I'm a Gemini it's, it's and a double Libra. Oh, there woof. you go. Oh my gosh, so woof, much left. Yeah, so like you're, you're probably constantly like also like if you look at a sword, it's like uh, double edged. So you're almost constantly fighting yourself. Um, yeah, it's which really is a lot fun. Of what those cards are really fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Jackie, joking. It's not fun. That was like so. Yeah, that I'm was basically an expert. I'm I like, know. Say no more. I'm gonna start reading. Hon- I got. Honestly, it. when you know those simple things, you can start putting the story together. I know, but you also are like very intuitive about this. Yeah, but I you like really that are. you're saying that you that everybody can do it. <laughs> everybody. Can, okay, so that's like very basic, right? But then when you look at the number system, okay, so. So all of these, uh, so the, the majors go from zero to 21. Right. So if anybody that's listening knows anything about numerology, they can sort of figure out, you know, you flip, uh, you flip a card and it's like, it's a two, you know, that twos mean, uh, balance partnership, um, that kind of thing. You know, that if it's a two, it's that. And if it's a two of say, um, wands that kind of means maybe you're starting a project with somebody else. There's like a partnership in something that's going on, you know, so you can start making those connections. Wait, hold on a second, Jackie. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jackie, people. No, yeah, not everybody can do this. <laughs> Thank no, you. No, 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 no. You are gifted. Own that shit. My head, I was just doing like an explosion, like out of my head to Jer. Like, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> You're like, yeah, if you see a two, it's partnerships. Da, da, da. I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there. I think that's like, it's part of like just ex- getting the experience with the cards. So like sure. for myself, like I, I, I got a little bit crazy when I first started with tarot. I would pull a card like every day. I got like nuts. Like I needed guidance every second of my life, you know, which isn't something you should ever do. Like I'm not, don't do that. Yeah. Um, It's actually not healthy. Um, But in doing that, I kind of always like, I'll see a card that I used to get over and over again. And I immediately know the exact circumstance I was in. And so when I see it, I understand the card so much deeper. Wait, I have a question though. So numerology wise, is 21 the number of all the cards or is that just the minor? How many cards are there all together? There's 78 cards. The first first 22 cards are the major arcana and then the other 56 cards are the minor arcana. So 78, what is 78 together? Three, fifteen, 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 six, fifteen, six, six total. Okay. Just talking about numerology. That's cool. I actually never looked at that, but like six is like, uh, like a harmony number. Well, 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 well. So maybe that's like the deck is. See, this is what I mean about it. It's like multi-dimensional. You never stop learning. You know what? I also think that in esoteric, six is a big oh it's a big guy too i can't remember i'll look it up i'll figure it out six um, it's well, three so six two okay the majors anyway. go from zero to 21 
the minors in each of their categories, they go from one to nine. Okay. So within the one to like, say in, in the, the majors is like, it's like, if you look at it linearly, zero to 21, it's like zero is the story is of the tarot story is the story of the fool, right? It's like, I think one of the the decks that you have is like a little baby bird is like the first card. And it's like, Mm. you know, the fool that this is the fool's story. So you're born sort of just oblivious to everything in the world. You haven't learned one lesson. You don't know, know anything yet. And you're like in bliss, you know? Mm. So it's like starting this journey. And as you go, it's like, you get to the next card, you get to the next card, you get to the next card. And on this journey, just like life, like it's not just, I beat this, I move on to this. I beat this, I move on to this. It's peaks and valleys, like I said. So, you know, one, two, three, four tells a story. Five is usually like sort of this like conflict area that you are like almost tested on the lessons you've learned so far. And then as you move on, it's the same thing is kind of happening. Mm. So it's just like this long story, right? Yeah. But our lives aren't linear. So they're like multi-layered. So you're getting like, that's why, that's why tarot can get kind of complicated. But because you'll see like a, a, a past event or a future event within the present you mean yeah like it's not you're not going to have like in a row like one two three four five right it's, it's never like, going to happen like that right so do you follow like a certain um like a layout when you do readings or do you you know because a lot of them are like you could do three cards your past your present your future or you can do that like really elaborate like everything on top of each other do you know what I'm saying? Like, do you yeah, have like a, a Celtic like, cross or something? Yeah. yeah. I don't, I, so for me, um, and my, my friend who actually like taught me a lot about Tara, the one who first did a reading for me, um, he's very, he's like, j- just do it how you want. There, there doesn't that. have to be this like structure to it. You can try the structure it, by all means. Like, it's just like what we were talking about earlier. If that's your thing, if that's what you like to do, you need, to, you need that structure, then yeah. by all means do it. Mm-hmm. If you of course are, I asked that question. Yeah. If Such a little captain. Yeah. I'm like, and you know what, so what that, like routine do you do? Like how annoying <laughs> am I? Oh my God. <laughs> it's kind of an important question though. Cause I think people get caught up in this like past, present, future thing And it's like, the cards are whatever you want them to be to you, right? So like, yeah, sure, I'll pull three cards sometimes. And if I don't understand what the card in the present position means, like I'm I'm still like stuck, like what's the, I'm still trying to figure out what the story is. I'll pull another card for clarity on what that, that story is for that specific card. Like, so I don't think it's something that you need to fall. I mean, everybody's different, but for me, I just... I don't even think the past, present, future thing is like that helpful sometimes because because wow. time is an illusion. A hundred percent, though. Yeah, time and I space. Mean, it's like yeah. you also have free will, right? So, like, like tarot should never, ever, like, if I could say anything that people remember from this is like, it is not a tool to predict your future. Like, it's it's a moving target. Like everything that's happening in your life is a moving target. Like. Yeah. 
So whatever is in your future position, if it looks a little bit dire and you're scared about it, like you have free will, you have every opportunity to like change your position that you're in so that you don't experience something as bad as maybe you would have. It's not a prediction of the future at all. It's only meant as guidance, guidance for what you're going through right now. Like just another tool for you to try to figure yourself out. Right. Yeah. Do you, and you don't, you don't do reverse cards, right? I don't. Um, I think they're helpful though. You know, we were talking to our friend and he was like, I love the reverse cards. It shows me like a different side of something. And wait, explain to people who don't really know what that means, what that means. So the reverse is like, as you're pulling cards, sometimes they get mixed up and some of them are upside down. Okay. So the upside down, the reversed is basically the shadow version of that card. Right. So, you know, like if you think of anything in life, like, you know, again, like I'm a Taurus, I think, you know, like my great side is the fact that I'm very secure and I can organize things very well. But like the other side of that is, you know, maybe you're overindulgent in your materialism, you know, like there's always a shadow side to anything. Right. Right. So for me, I don't like the reversed, um, because I don't do well with negative reinforcement. So, (laughs) so for me, just in my head, I like to see the positive side of things because the negative actually gets in my head a little bit too much. I see. Um, And I don't mean to say negative because the shadow isn't negative. Right. It's just showing you something, another side of something that you should be aware of. Right. Um, but I think for me, I just, it's easier for me to tell the story with, with them all up. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. That makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, every, like I said, everybody's different. If you, if you like that, if you want to be confronted by the sh- that shadow side and that's going to, that's going to be, um, I don't know, more impactful for you, then by all means, definitely do it. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's just wild. There's just so <laughs> many like interesting ways of knowing yourself and getting knowledge that you just need to see. You yeah, know, and it's, which it's, is interesting. So before, wait, I'm also, cause we did the numbers, but there's also like your Jack queen King type cards. Oh, uh, yes. So what, yeah, are, right. what are, what do those signify? So those are more, um, sometimes they can represent like in a, in a reading, they can sometimes represent a person in your life or they can represent you like Kings, Queens, aces, cup or. Kings, queens, pages, pages, yeah, pages. So it's kind of like if you think of, um, it's also like masculine, feminine energy too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so like a king of like swords, for example. You know, swords are like this like mental authority, um, power. If you're getting a king of swords, you are either acting like the king of swords in your life, or there's somebody around you influencing your decisions and whatever you're working on your life. That's like, you know, this like masculine authoritative figure. See that. So that's even stuff. No, 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 no. (laughs) I wouldn't put that together. No, (laughs) neither would I like I read cards and there are times where like, 
I'm like, okay, this makes sense. But then there are other times where it doesn't make sense. But now that I know this, I'll be like, yeah, oh, like, it's, oh it, it's not it's, me. It's it this person. Someone else. Right. Yes, yeah. it could be someone else. Or it could be like, um, it could even be like a thing. It could be like your job. It, it could be anything. You know what I mean? It could be like an energy that's like, you just have to relate it always to um, like real things. You know, like it, you see the king on the card. It's it's a person of authority. It's the swords. It's power. You know, what in your life, like make your story. What in your life is that, that energy? Is it a person? Is it you? Is it your job? Like whatever it is, like that's how you start to tell your story in your reading. Right. But I think that's. I mean, I don't know. I don't read cards, but like, I think that would be hard for someone to kind of maybe come up with on their own without someone guiding them. Right. Like it, it is. Yeah. It takes a lot of like work. And, and like I said, it's sometimes people have a hard time reading for themselves. Like I do. I can imagine. Yeah. I have a really hard time like reading for myself and really understanding it because we're just in our own worlds. Yeah. Right. So and it, you can't be called out on. It's harder for, it's easier for someone else to call you out on something yes. than you being like, yes, I'm being a king of swords in my own life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Whew. It's uh, a lot. Wait. It's so, okay. You had an, Jackie, you, you, when we first started talking, you had an idea of like, did you want to pull something or did you want to go through some of the decks or what, what were you feeling? Um, well, I was sort of thinking, um, just because this is something I sort of struggle with with tarot, is there's a lot of cards in the deck that seem really scary. Um, and maybe, like, we can, like, bust the myth of them being scary and sort of, sure. like, look at another side of them. Okay. Um, I know that when I first started getting into tarot, I pulled the devil card a lot. Yeah. And I was terrified when I saw this card. I was just like, oh my God, am I the devil? <laughs> or is the devil in my life? You know, because like you're thinking, I mean, growing up Catholic too, you're taught like, you know, it's like, it's a fear-based system. It's like, if you don't do this, the devil's going to get you. Right. Um, I'm by no means saying that that's like a bad thing to believe. It's just how I've interpreted it. You know, it's a little bit fear-based. So when I saw the devil card to me, my whole life, that meant that I was bad. Yeah. That I did something wrong. I can only imagine. It's actually that card is the reason that tarot is so empowering is that it's that's not what the card means at all. In another deck that I have, the, um, the card's called Temptation. And what it really means is... If you actually look at the traditional deck and you look at that card, there's a really evil-looking devil man that's giant on it. Um, it's not in front of me, but I, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, it has, like, two people that the devil's holding chains Sick. with these people. But if you look really closely, the chains aren't linked around their neck. Oh, cool. So at any point, they're able to leave the situation. They choose to stay. So the the way that it was working out in my life was that I was in a situation where I thought I had no out. I had to keep feeling the way I was feeling. I was trapped. Like I felt very trapped 
what I didn't realize was that I was actually the one in power and I had the power at any moment to walk away from that situation. So mm-hmm. it's like the temptation part of it is like, it's tempting you to stay almost tricking you like the devil would trick you, but you're actually the one in power. And I think that's why that card, when you get it, I always see it as this thing that like, wow, I didn't understand like, you know, you may feel like you're trapped in your job, for example, that you have to have it to make money. There's no other thing you could do. And you have a family to feed and you have food to put on the table. Like you just feel so trapped and there's no way out. But what you don't realize is that there's opportunity all around you. You don't have to live that way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's what that card means. And I think people are so scared when they see it, but it actually is just bringing to your awareness that like, you're not trapped. You can leave at any point in time. You yeah. can go start over. That's awesome. Right. So I kind of love that card. Um, what's another one? Um, obviously the death card. I know. Which is truly my favorite card in the entire deck. Ooh. My absolute favorite card in the whole deck. Because what death means... And as you go on your journey of life, right, you're continually learning and you're growing. What the death card symbolizes is the fact that you've learned and changed and grew so much that you're actually shedding an old part of yourself and you're letting it go. You know, think of any insecurity you have and think about actually shedding that thing that's been in your life for so long and letting it go. Like that's what the death card represents. So wow. awesome. And I think that's like kind of the coolest thing ever. Yeah. The fact yeah. that you have the ability to change like this other deck that, um, I use all the time. Uh, it's called the transformation card. Yeah. Which I think is like a beautiful term. It's yeah. just, when you see that card, you know that you're about to become something different that you're going to be really proud of. It's going to take like a little, you know, pain and suffering as anything else in life. But, you know, it's necessary. It's necessary to move forward. You can't be the same person your whole life. So when you're referring to your two, what are your like top decks you're using these days? Oh, so the other deck that I use all the time, which I highly recommend, uh-huh. um, is this guy, John Holland. He's like a famous like author medium, mm. um, super intuitive guy. And he has a deck called the Psychic Tarot. Okay. Um, you can actually, it's an app on your phone. You can download it. Ah. Um, I would recommend getting the, the actual deck though, because it comes with this amazing book that sort of explains everything. So it's structured the same, but instead of, um, pentacles wands cups etc he uses colors as associations <gasps> cool. which i which i'm really nice. into yeah like wands are purple uh blue is swords so that's like your mental cards mm-hmm. um reds are material things so those are you know obviously your pentacles so he's it's sort of the way that it's it's divided up I think once you understand the basics of tarot and you jump into that deck, it becomes like, it's like a modern version of this like 1400s, like 14th century tarot. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. That's, that's, cool. that's really cool. I love I that like deck. That. I, I highly like that. recommend it. Yeah. 
And like I said, instead of calling like it the death card, it's called the transformation card. Right. You, you know, judgment is called truth. You know, so it's like you get you get this like more modern version of what this traditional card used to be. Yeah. Yeah. So that's are the, so besides that deck, are there any other decks that you're really into? Um, so I know Hay House has like a lot of like decks, I believe. Um, there's one that I don't have my friend uses. All I should have called him before this. Um, but my friend uses it all the time as like sort of, uh, I think it's, it's called like an affirmations deck. Uh huh. So basically when you finish your reading, it's kind of cool to like pull out a different deck that actually isn't really a tarot deck. It's more of like, Oh, you know, almost to like, it's like an aperitif. Like yeah, after your meal. Exactly. <laughs> you do the whole reading, you feel so great about it, and then you pull one card from like a, a different deck, like an affirmations deck or something, that kinda is just like the icing on the cake. It's like it really wraps everything up. Oh, that's cool. I like that and idea. It's always, always, always so relevant. It's insane. Wow. I'll um I'll get the name of the deck. Maybe you can. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll link everything. You can link it in. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's a really cool idea. I'm gonna try that. I mean, um, they're also good for like to just like sort of pull daily if you. Right. You know, if you want like some sort of affirmation for the day. Yeah. Is it and how many cards is it? Do you know? I'm not sure. I don't own that deck, so okay. I'm not totally oh, okay. positive. Okay. Should check that out. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Definitely tell me the um, the names of all of the decks that you uh, like. I will. Yeah, I will for yeah. sure. Um, so should we pull a card? How? What was? What was the idea you had, Jackie? So I sort of. Well, I just want to say like another thing about cards. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't pull a card when you're in some sort of like extreme emotional state. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're crying and so upset and you're like, let me pull a card. It's, you're not going to get what you want from it. It's, it's like, you almost need to like sit, have a moment, meditate, calm yourself and then pull a card. Don't ever like do it in a, like a state of like, I don't know. Um, desperation or something yeah you know? I love that, that makes sense that totally. makes sense listen I've done it all so it, it's <laughs> not it's not healthy to do it when when you're in a state like that also because you're not thinking rationally either right. so it's like it's yeah. not gonna it's not gonna help you you need to use your other tools to calm yourself down first um and then pull a card you know very good advice yeah love that. so <laughs> I love that so to piggyback on that, my thought was, do we, um, do we each pull a card for, uh, collectively what's happening in the world today? Maybe ask some advice from the universe, Ooh. you know, not for ourselves, maybe just for the world. Okay. Um, that could be I, cool. I was originally like, I don't want to pull a card because I am kind of feeling a lot of anxiety. But I think if but I... That's okay. If, that's okay. Yeah, I think if I pull one for the collective... Wait, um, do I have to get my cards or are you going to do it? I think we should all pull one card. From, and, like, um, in my home? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. And each of us just see what we pulled Which, and see um, how they relate to each other. So I have three decks. I have the the rider, like traditional deck. Um, Me too. I mean, this, these are Melissa's, not mine. But um, <laughs> uh, and then the Wild Unknown, which I know is a pretty popular like current. I have one. that one as well. And then the small spells one. Why don't we pull? Well, I don't know. What do you think, Jackie? How about Jer? What if you pull the the traditional Rider Weight? Okay. And then Celine, I know you have the Wild Unknown. Okay. Maybe you pull that one. And I have the John Holland that I was referring to. Okay. Love it. And then maybe we'll do a, 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 what do you call it? An intuition card at the end? (gasps) Would love that. Do you have a deck? (gasps) No. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't. Oh, right. Um, Wait, I have some weird stuff. Do I? Yeah. I think if you have some weird stuff, we should. I could uh, pull um, an animal card. Those are kind of cool. Oh, you should definitely do that. Okay. I don't know much about animals and symbolism, but th- we should definitely pull it and maybe, um, we'll do, maybe look called, it up. They're called medicine cards. They're pretty dope. Yeah, All let's right. do that. Let me get going here. Let me take this off. So what's great is we all have different decks, but like I said, they have the exact same structure of the traditional. So yeah, they're, they're just different pictures. So, right. So, I mean, what would be nuts if we pulled all the same card? Oh God. Now I'm going to wish that happened. So wait, (laughs) we're doing this for the world, right? Yeah. I think if we just, um, sort of center yourself before you pull it and just ask, um, Ask the universe for a little guidance for humanity right now. You know, what is the guidance that we're seeking? Oh, Celine knocks her cards. I like I know. I know. I don't know where I got it. Ooh. Are are you guys pulling? I pulled mine. Mine. Oof. Mine makes sense, I think. Okay. I'm pulling. Okay, mine. Oh, of course, I pulled this card. What'd you guys get? I got justice. Oh, love that card. I think that makes so much sense for everybody, right? I love that card. Um, yes, it does because what it's asking us is so the judgment card, like I said before, in my deck is is the the truth. So it's like like live your truth. What? inside of you that's been hiding that you've been keeping deep down in there do you need to like rip out of yourself and bring to the light it's like what thing have you not faced yet right that you need to face like Like, what why how are you not like how are you not living your truth right now how is anybody not living their truth you know were we all just sort of caught up in this like material world and going to and from our jobs every day and living a certain way, but we didn't really like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, holy shit. That's so good. That's so rad. <laughs> that is such a, I feel like that's such an apropos card. Absolutely. That's, that's insane. And I also think it's like, not as a tarot reader, but like a judgment for like, you know, there's a, but that's like, there, there's some darkness there, right? Like, Oh, hundred Con- percent. Consequence. Consequence. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking to like, it's traditionally called the judgment card because it's almost like a higher power is looking on you to judge yourself. Right. 
so there is sort of like this this a little bit of darkness in there like you have to face your fears like yeah face the thing that you're afraid of so much like me personally i'm afraid to lose my job like i'm so afraid of it but what yeah. if it happens like what am I going to do? Like, I need to, I need to face this fear. What is my truth? Is my job even my truth anyway? Probably no. not, you know, probably That's, not. No. And I think I mean, everybody's yeah. facing that right now. Yeah, exactly. And oh, I love that. Wow. I'm, I feel very happy about that. Okay. It's, it's a really positive card. Um, okay. What did you pull? Whoever wants to go next? Uh, I'll go next. I don't know. Uh, but I got five of swords. Oh, yeah. Okay. So fives, like I go. said, there's like from, from the one to nine on the scale of mm -hmm. these like minor arcana, there's peaks and valleys, right? There's like, you know, you're doing great. You're making partnerships. You're like having a great time. You're celebrating. And then you get to a place where you're challenged on everything you've kind of learned so far. And that's what five is. Five's like that midpoint. So fives usually are a little bit of like, um, facing a conflict, but it's sort of earlier on in the journey. So maybe, I mean, so swords are mental too. So it's like, you're having a sort of mental conflict right now. Mm. There's like, there's, I think everybody can relate to this. Everybody's kind of having this mental conflict. Obviously yeah. there's so much happening this isn't a major card like Celine's was. So this is more like you can look at, at your day-to-day -day life, you know, like maybe everybody out there right now is just having this like crazy mental conflict. Yo, I love this so much because just like building on one you said earlier, like judgment, that's a major arcana card, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's like, that's like the world spiritual kind of place where we're at right now, where it's like, are you not living your truth? If you're not living your truth, really re-examine yourself. This guy. And then this guy. With your like, daily life. This is your daily life. You're like, oh, I don't know. I'm thinking about things. Do I want to do this? I'm scared. <laughs> totally. So I'm going to blow your mind right now. Oh, okay. I'm so excited. Go. I don't know how we went in this order either, because none of us saw each other's cards. No, we're all in our own homes. But oh what we're going to do it? right what now is, is, is we're going to tell a bit of a story with okay. our, each of our cards. So the card that I pulled from, from my deck um, would traditionally be called the Nine of Wands. Okay. This card in the deck that I'm using is called Spiritual Strength. Chills. I'll just like chills. Can you chills. see it? Oh, I so, love it. If you remember, um, and actually, like, I want to, I want to read from from the book here because uh, I don't have so much experience with this card. But if you remember, like I said, wands, wands are active cards, right? They're fire cards. They're what energizes you, what turns you on, what gets your gears going, what inspires you. This one is the nine. So nines traditionally mean like sort of a fulfillment. So if we're looking at all these cards as a story, we're saying if we, as a collective, rip out all of our fears, we face them, 
along the way, we're going to have all this mental conflict, obviously, because it's uncomfortable and it feels wrong and it's not right. And we want it to happen, but we don't want it to happen. We face all of our fears. We're dealing with this like minor mental block. We get rewarded with spiritual strength. Oh, fuck yes. We, our reward is, you know, a wand. Our reward is that we find the thing that ignites us and it's going to fulfill us. Like this is saying right here that daily life is going to be fine after all this is done. Mm. We're going to face our fears and our daily lives are going to be um, like fruition of our dreams, fulfillment of our daily activities like that's a whole reading right there. Uh, that's amazing. I mean, you guys, we just solved it. We, <laughs> we solved we, Corona. We solved <laughs> wow. I mean, how cool! And like, that's so wild. Everything. I mean, there are no coincidences, obviously, yes. and like this was meant to play out as it did. But like, well, fucking played, guys. Yeah. I, I think that this reading, I was a little bit nervous about pulling a card, to be honest. Um, I think the three of us having shared like an hour with each other and then pulling this exact thing mm -hmm. is so hopeful for where we're going and where we're moving. Yeah. That I think anybody who's listening should feel like it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to be great. Like the other side of this is reward. Yeah. Word yeah. for having gone through this really tough thing together. Yeah. And we find it in ourselves. And I think that's what kind of, uh, you know, the theme of all of this is. Yeah. Oh, wait, should I do this thing? I don't even know if I should. I'm going to do it. What, and I, what is I, your deck? Oh, is have you ever seen the medicine cards? They're cool. They're, um, they're like animals. Oh, I love this. Yeah, we should definitely do it. Let's see. You know, if it makes sense, it makes sense. If not, I'm not so, going to talk about it. So, you know, like, it. everybody has a spirit animal, and animals are very symbolistic. I, actually, in the Chinese zodiac, is like, animals are very yeah. symbolistic. So I mean, we it's should the definitely... year of the rat. Little yeah. garbajo. Little garbajo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are any of us here of the rat? I'm here of the pig. I am. Oh, you I are. I'm your yeah, this pig. is this, uh, guys. This is supposed to be my year, but I don't know. <laughs> you know what? It's I only know, March. I know. I know. Yeah. Um. I was also just talking. Something I was thinking about earlier when we were talking about Corona. I think it's all related. Is like you know we're all all of us were like late stage millennials. Like we were all born in the early '80s, and the last time. Uh, there was a Saturn Pluto conjunction was like the fall of 1982. So like all of us as a generation, I feel like are also being challenged in a lot of ways where like we were raised in a certain construct and with certain structures in place. And now we're seeing those structures fall apart. And it's like, very related to this tarot reading where it's like the judgment card. Like we lived our lives. We're in our thirties now and we're being faced with the fact that like, is this our truth? Are we living our truths? Right. I don't know. Rabbit. Meh. Meh. 
Okay. I don't know much about rabbits. Um, mm. I wonder if I could get like a baseline. Has anybody ever told you what your spirit, spirit animal is? No, I, I actually would love to know. So I did a meditation uh, with a friend of mine and she was like, I want you to picture, you know, an animal at the beginning of the meditation. I want you to picture an animal. That's going to be your spirit animal. It's like the only time I ever really had anybody like show me a spirit animal. And I tried so hard in my mind to make my spirit animal, my dog that just died back then. And it just wouldn't happen. My spirit animal just kept coming through and I was just like, fine, fine, fine. Let it be the deer. Oh, well, so mine's a deer. Yeah, I think mine's a tree frog. Um, but I can't find my book. But I think that rabbits are usually they're either fertility or abundance. Okay, yeah. So I just looked it up. Right. And you're absolutely true. And what's amazing about this? Here we go. Here we go. Okay, if rabbits are about fertility. Think about what that means. It means newness. It means rebirth. Um, it means like uh, a new cycle, right? Yeah. New... I mean, I think I think that we're all being rebirthed at the moment. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. So I, I think the rabbit is probably really relative to this whole thing. I know. I love that. Fertility is that's rebirth. It's all about birthing new ideas, uh, new energies, new ways of doing things. So maybe right now we're all in this, like our spirit animal right now collectively is a rabbit. (laughs) The world is a rabbit. The world is a rabbit. And they're also like so cute. I know they are really, they're nice. They're nice guys. (laughs) Yeah. They're nice guys. Um, wowzers yeah i loved this i loved this little reading we did at the end i knew that jackie was going to be a top-notch guest me too and oh, thank you top notch. so concise That's so helpful great. So i was helpful. super nervous about oh, coming on here we're just a bunch of goofballs <laughs> <laughs> really fun goofballs though thank you so much jackie yeah, you're, I feel you're brilliant at this. It's really a yeah. pleasure talking to you about it. I mean, I can't say enough though. It's just it's just years of me doing this stuff for myself and learning it. You yeah. know, it really anybody can do it and once you start doing it, you sort of like I mean, I know you both are like super intuitive people. So once you start kind of understanding the structure of it, your intuition is going to kick Again. in. Mm. It's yeah. gonna hundred percent kick in, and you just be able to speak through this stuff. You're gonna be able to see it and speak through it. It just takes practice. Anybody yeah. can do it. Anybody. Well, I'm sure anybody can do it, but not everybody has a great gift of communicating the way that I feel like feels not scary. Yeah. True. <laughs> True. So. Um. Yeah. I mean, what else? Jer, what else? What else are you thinking? I, I think uh, uh, we should wrap it up. Um, yeah, let's wrap it up. We hope everyone enjoyed this podcast. We're, you know, you probably have enough time to listen to all of it. <laughs> the current that moment. is the truth. So I think we're going to yeah. deliver this as one, one hefty 
hefty podcast for you. Um, but uh, Jacqueline, again, like, thank you so much yes, for sharing your knowledge. Tough. And um, we'll, we're going to share all of the resources that we talked about on this podcast, on our yeah. socials. Um, definitely check us out on Instagram. Um, and I'm going to plug our Patreon. If you oh, yeah. want to support yeah, us, yeah, go yeah. to patreon.com slash as we as you want. Um, that's very cool. And, um, just sending a lot of love to everyone. Um, there's, there's so much, there's so many amazing resources out right now, like we were talking about, and we're going to do our part to share them with you and just breathe, relax, try and find just the breath and the moment, um, because yeah. no, no one knows how long this is going to be. And it's not about that. It's about this right here, right now, what's going on and tapping back into your breath and who you are. And just the tower reading that we talked about, are you following your truth? If you're not following your truth, maybe it's time to follow your truth. <laughs> not may- maybe it is time. <laughs> you're being forced. It's you're time. being called to do it. Yeah. And it's okay. Like th- it's okay. Follow the it's, rabbit. It's f- oh, <laughs> follow the rabbit follow down the, the rabbit, rabbit hole. <laughs> oh my god! I don't think you want to go down rabbit hole. <laughs> well, but like maybe it's like an Alice in Wonderland type thing, you know? Oh, maybe that's how I mean it. Well, that's you know? fun and adventurous. Yeah, this is a new adventure. It's scary, and that's okay. We're gonna ride this wave. We're gonna do it Breath. together. Yeah, we're all in it together. And I think that should be comforting. You know, I'm feeling it. We're all feeling it. But we're all, we're all, we're all here. You know, we're here. Here we are. Yes. Um, okay. All right. Sending you love. I just want to say I love you both so much. And it's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, my God. Stop. As your guest, I was super nervous, but now I feel (laughs) really good. And I'm really happy that I spent this time with you guys. Well, same. So are we. Yeah, for sure. All right. Deep love to everybody. And we'll see you, you know, the next episode. We'll see you on the other side. Absolutely. Okay. Much love. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>